welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, The Iniquity of the Amorites is Not Yet Full. And in this message, the preacher will explain through biblical examples and stories the why of God's timing. God, through His infinite wisdom, knows when something should occur, even if we disagree with Him. And these lessons will bear witness to how great and wonderful things in the Word of God occurred only because He allowed them in His time. And we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. All right, um, let's go ahead and turn to Genesis 15 while you're doing that. I want to remind you of a ministry we have. It's a, it's a sign ministry. Brother Anthony, would you stand up? He's, he's there in the back. And uh, smile for us, Anthony. Oh, man, put your sunglasses on. It's, his smile is so bright. All right. Anyways, um, if you'd like one of these signs in your yard, we have a nice uh, PVC plastic pipe frame for him. He changes them out every so often. Uh, salvation emphasis. Nothing complicated. John 3, 16. Uh, Hebrews 9, 27. And if you want it in Spanish, we got it in Spanish. Now, don't ask me to read that, okay? But I know because it says Romanos 6, 23. I believe that's, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. But don't ask me to read it in Spanish. Uh, Acts 16, 31 in Spanish. So you can get them in Spanish as well. And um, I remember when ours first was put up, a couple of neighbors came by and said, oh, you're selling your house. <laughs> they looked a little too happy, you know. It's just, uh, but, uh, and I know some of you live in neighborhoods where they have rules against that, and I'm, I'm not going to say anything one way or another about that. I, but uh, maybe, maybe you're in a situation where you have the liberty to be able to do that, uh, and you'd like to do that. All right, Genesis chapter 15. And this is something the Lord gave me in my Bible reading recently. And uh, it's, uh, I think it's a profound truth. And it may or may not be a homiletical masterpiece, but I think if, if you can grasp this or let it grasp you, I think it'll be of great profit. Father, guide us and direct us in the moments we have together. We're thankful that we could be together to sing and fellowship and enjoy each other's company, but most of all, enjoy you. And Lord, a sense of your presence is what we need more than anything else. So help me. As I bring the word of God, quicken my heart and mind to say those things that will edify, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Genesis 15, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Now see, Abraham was a man of faith, but 
he had feet of clay just like the rest of us, and he struggled with the timing of God's promise, which, by the way, we're going to talk about, the timing of God's promise. And uh, verse 5, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now, you can make an argument for either Genesis 22 being the sentinel moment in Abraham, Abraham's life where he was willing to offer up Isaac, or this right here where he believed God for the impossible. And we go to verse 7, and he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all these, and divided them in the midst, and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham. And lo, in horror of great darkness fell upon him. And he said unto Abraham, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. Now, that's a reference to their 400 years in Egypt. And... And also that nation, verse 14, whom they shall serve, will I judge. And afterward, they shall come out with great substance. And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. And thou shalt be buried in a good old age. I want you to watch carefully, verse 16. But in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. I want to call your special attention to that last phrase, that the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. As God explains to Abraham what he's going to do with his nation that hasn't even really started other than there's him and Sarah, but there's going to be Isaac and Jacob and all of his offspring and so forth in time to come. And he's talking prophetically and he's talking about the 400 years in bondage to Egypt. And he says, in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again. Why the fourth generation? Why 400 years? Now, when you stop and think about it, it, it wasn't pleasant for the Jews to be there, especially toward the end. The bondage got worse and worse and worse. When they first came in, Joseph was uh, second to Pharaoh, and they were favored. But that eroded over a 400-year period. And they would reach a point where they were praying, they were crying out to God, they were begging because of the bondage, and all the things that were going on, and the oppression living under that regime... And yet God said, it's not going to be until the fourth generation. Why? 
Look at the postscript. Look at it again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Folks, I guarantee you that wasn't the only reason. That wasn't the only reason, but it was the reason he gave Abraham. How many of you believe that God could have more than one reason for delaying an answer to prayer? Sure. He could have many reasons. But in this particular case, he simplifies it for Abraham and gives him that particular reason. It goes to show that God is working out things that had to be worked out in order for him to put the nation of Israel in the land that the Amorites currently inhabited. When you read your Old Testament thoroughly, you find out that the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Philistines, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Mosquitoites, <laughs> all those ites reached a place where their sin and the vileness of their culture and their religion and, and, and all of this reached a tipping point. Now, I can't suggest any formula for that tipping point. But God, in his mercy, would allow them to go to a certain point before he said, here's, here's what he said, Here, here's what he said. It wasn't very flattering to Israel. In fact, he reminded them several times when they were involved in idolatry, uh, don't think you got the land because you're so great. He said, the land vomited out its inhabitants. The land was sick of them. The land puked them out. And if you study historically what these people were involved with, you can understand why God put it that way. And we'll get to the implications with our country in just a moment. But, but those things had to get to that place because God has standards. God has principles. God has ways of working, and many times we don't understand it. Do you ever have your children, and, and they're real little, and, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that, and you say no, and they go, why? And you gave them that standard parent answer, because I said so. <laughs> and it wasn't that you couldn't have explained it to them. It's just that they probably couldn't have got it. And so you just didn't bother. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Iniquity of the Amorites is Not Yet Full, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, Pastor DeMichael gave us biblically-based examples of why God chose to do things when He chose to do them. If we were given the option to have all of our prayers answered in our time, we would potentially be missing out on something even greater because God knows far more than any human what tomorrow actually holds. And we'd also like to invite you, if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. 
You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Our bookstore is also open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.